Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and I'm here with Beata Severi-Reed, who's going to talk about knocking down invisible walls. How are you doing today? I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to go deeper in this awesome subject because who does not have invisible walls within? Yeah, actually, and that's exactly why I thought this was such an important conversation to share with others, because I think we all have invisible walls. We create invisible walls. We let people push us to create invisible walls, and and it's really hard to knock them down, to acknowledge them and to knock them down. So I thought this conversation would be helpful for any listeners who can now think about those invisible walls and how to knock them down. So thank you for joining us for that. Um, I'm going to stop talking about invisible walls and let you do the talking. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about this concept and why you're so passionate about knocking down invisible walls. What's your story? So to, to get to the invisible walls, you have to know a little bit where I am from and where these walls started, where they, where they were built at first place. So I know I cannot hide it. I, ha- I do have an accent, so I'm not from Colorado where I live right now. So I'm from Poland. Now you know my secret. I was born and raised in Poland. And uh, it, you, you call it in US behind the iron curtain. So during the communism. So it was the first time when I experienced mentally because the, the walls were not real, but there were walls around my country. We could not, I was the youngest of four. So there was still not enough money at that time to travel. But even if you, you would like to travel, you couldn't because the Soviet Union were there and there were all these, restrictions and basically it was about the government knew better what is good for you so they were you know directing people's lives and this walls for me I was small and I did not understand that yeah but I always was curious like mom there must be something else mom the world must be bigger there must be something better than here like I was little, but my mom said that it's what I was talking, like this old grandma sometimes she said, yeah. So like how kid knows that I don't know, but I was reading a lot and maybe my imagination grew and I always wanted to go and see the world and and do something different. And because I knew that what is going on in my country is not good for anyone, I knew that I want to create some great positive change. I had no clue what does it mean. The words were like, I don't know, mom. I just want to do something. I, I don't want to be stick, uh, stuck here. In the, I was living also in a little village at that time. So I had these big dreams, but the walls were there. You could not cr- cross them. Anyway, so I was growing up. I was seven at that time and still having this deep knowing that there is something else and one day when I grow up I will go and see and do something awesome 
And this dream actually got kind of turned down because I've got into car accident. Very terrible car accident, traumatic brain injury, what I experienced. And don't remember much from what happened before accident, but I very vividly remember the conversation that I walked into in the hospital. It was days after because I was not conscious for a long time Wow! after surgery. So I woke up into conversation that my mother had with the doctor and I heard again, I'm just seven years old and you think that kids don't understand, but kids feel, we can feel as a kid emotions in the, what is in the world. So well, let me tell you what I was hearing. So the doctor was saying, mom, you, your, your kid, you have to understand that your kid would never be as the other kid anymore. Your, all your expectations or dreams for her, you need to put it on the side. And if she survives, if she, if she ever can achieve anything, maybe to finish the secondary school, maybe middle school. I don't know. He said, like, I don't know, but don't have high expectations. She needs to be very careful. There is a lot, a lot of restrictions for her. I couldn't run. I couldn't read, with, which I loved. And then as a kid, what do you want? You want to run all day, yes, and have fun and play. And they were saying, no, basically, I was allowed to sit and, I don't know, do nothing. My God. So, so your country so, put walls up. Right. And then you had then, your brain injury and exactly other yes, and they said another. It was so heavy and thick wall telling the kid that you just sit there like I don't know, like a doll, and do nothing, and because it could cause uh, seizures. But so in my yeah, when any any like happiness. If you, if you would be too excited, it could cause scissors. If I was too stressed, so basically don't think, don't move, don't, don't, be, don't be visible, yes? Don't so, even be happy because you could get a seizure. <laughs> exactly, yes. So th- this was so crazy. And again, I did not understood really what he's talking about. Like, it's not possible. I was always active and having fun with my friends running you know, around the houses in this little village. And now what? I will be just sitting. So I didn't pay attention to that, but I had this, you know, this inner feeling that is not, that that cannot be good what he is saying. And I was keeping in me that little fear and it was raising and raising. And finally, I came to my mom crying and like, mom, mom, I don't want to... To have this life that the doctor was talking about. And he, he said one more word that I forgot. He said she won't be she won't be normal. So this normal also label, like I want to be normal. I don't want to be different. And my mom, she was very, very smart at that moment. She picked me up yeah, with her arms and her caring, caring eyes. Well, honey. You were not born to be normal. You were born to be different and unique. Remember, you have a mission. You have to go out of this country and do big things. And you will do it. Just think for yourself first. Don't listen 
really, I mean, she didn't say don't listen anyone, but she's like, step by step, we will see, you know, just take one day at a time and we will see. And I see that her eyes were watery. So she inside, she was, she was crying, but she didn't want to show me, but I mm-hmm. could feel it that she was worried and she didn't really believe it, but oh. she was lifting me up at the moment. So nobody really believed the doctors for years and friends and family, they were, everyone was. And so I've got that on that feeling too. And this expectation that anytime I, I kind of have normal life, I'm going still to school, I'm doing stuff. I when nobody was seeing me, I was cr- stretching the limit. And so I was running. I secretly was watching TV, reading the books. So I was, yeah, pushing and breaking these walls, <laughs> like, you know, brick by bricks. I was taking this off. But I was still scared that what if I take one more and on the other side, something bad is going to happen. And what they were saying is, is right that I won't have normal life so I think for most of the most the part of my life I was breaking the limits pushing through but I was also or maybe the better um, picture of that is like when you drive a car when you want to speed up and you can't wait to you know for the fast the, when you when you go fast and you still keep your foot on the brake is like mm-hmm. yes like you have this movement for your up front and then push back that so th- this is, yes and so you don't it's such a terrible feeling it's, so I feel like I was leaving that for a while and so so what are these invisible walls for you people for me it became First of all, the, the culture, the country, and uh, my parents, my family and friends, opinions of me, expectations, the doctors, yes, uh, opinions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to learn that the other people's opinions are none of your business. You have to do you. And it's what I had to learn in my life, that no matter what they say, even it takes me longer. I was, you know, putting one foot up front of the other day by day, step by step, taking the walls down. But you see, I, and I'm sure you can resonate with that, when something was going against what I was expecting, for example, I got, yeah, they said, you will never study. And I got into the school, I got my master's degree. And it's, I don't know, I there was some hard exams. Yeah. And, and I had to study so hard. And if I fail, I had this feeling, oh, maybe they were right. But this feeling didn't stop me anymore because of it. But what if they are wrong? If I can push harder and I can do it. So I was pushing myself harder and harder and breaking the walls, putting them up again. And the other concept about the invisible walls is that, you know, what is the meaning? The meaning is that we build the walls to protect ourselves from this harm or harsh and pain mm-hmm. that you were experiencing probably in your past. 
But when we do it, and Brendan Burchard talked about that beautifully, he says, when you build this, this thick wall to protect yourself from the bad, remember that this wall is keeping you also from a good things. It's because no one can go through, no one. So it, it takes me, so I, I live my life. I, I have these ups and downs. I'm building the walls, putting them down, pushing forward, following my dream. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes I have setbacks, but I'm moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I still have this desire that the world is bigger. The world is bigger. And the other belief in my country back in time was that education is important and you can get educated, you can have career, whatever. But if you're a girl, remember the number one responsibility for the girl is get married, have family, kids, you know, take care of husband, cooking, laundry. And this is really your your job in life. And again, when I was a kid, even then I didn't like that that picture. I did not like it. I, I was already, I love freedom. And this freedom for me starts in your mind. And when I picture that, that I'm stuck in the house with this husband and family, and I don't, it's another wall that I cannot <laughs> breathe. Yes. So, <laughs> so I guess... I guess it was the reason why I was like postponing all of, of that. But I did meet a wonderful man and we were together for 11 years. Oh, and wow. this is the other uh, invisible wall that I built it. I understood it later on. So I had this beautiful man. We were happy and upset you know we started early we were in our 20s for 11 years it's almost like marriage and at some point I noticed that I have these big dreams about seeing the world and he is not much into it so you have the signs that you are growing separately and how many of us is doing that you, we, we were growing separately. He had his dream about staying in this small town, small village, having a family, small, he had small business. And I was like, oh my gosh, but if you just want, I, I was already, because of my university, I was able to visit US. So I had a taste what the world and freedom out there is. I said, if you just join me once, if you, we would go there or any other place I'm sure you will change your mind and he was no he was very clear like no I don't want to travel I don't want to live anywhere else it's what I want and I I still because I I like to push yes so and I like to convince (laughs) other people to my ideas especially at that time I, I don't know if you hear but they sometimes they say that Polish we are a little bit stubborn and feisty so I guess I was (laughs) I was I was for sure at that time uh, and very strong with this uh, skills (laughs) anyway so we are together planning the life so you mean you me Mm -hmm. at that time I'm dreaming about totally different life but I'm suppressing myself to what is because 
it's what I was told. That Another invisible wall. A relationship. I, right. And a cultural um, yes. and a worldview kind of invisible wall that you had to, you were trying brick by brick to knock it down or take yes. it apart. Uh, but it wasn't as easy as you thought it would be. Absolutely. Because again, your invisible walls are your beliefs, assumptions, expectations of others on you and who you should be, not who you are, who you should be by certain time in your life or by center, you know, a certain age Mm -hmm. and how that marriage should look like, relationship looks like. And uh, I I knew it, deep down, I knew it, that is not what I want, but I was already grown up. And, you know, when you are a kid, kid, you don't believe this, you know, words, but then, it sits in you so that that uh, patterns, the thinking patterns and beliefs and the stories that you were told about how you should be and how you should live, sometimes they are stronger than you would like to them to be. And so we, we are having this relationship again, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. I'm dreaming still secretly about this beautiful open you know freedom big word and he's saying no and I said okay so I'm gonna go one more time to U.S. and uh, it was just for the summer like work and travel trip and then I will come we will get married and uh, whatever and he said yes and then so I left I came back and I already felt that something is wrong but you know, it's like a marriage sometimes. Oh, well, we have better and worse days and it's okay. Okay, so relationship issues, you felt those issues. Right, yeah, we all have them. But again, pay attention to your own feelings because I, I knew it deep down that we are not on the same page. And I knew that I'm quitting on my dreams just to stay there. Why? For my own protection, because when you have husband, you have someone, man or partner, you know, it's like a safety and security. And, you know, I believe also there was another, I, I hear that too in US that, you know, there need to be someone to take care of you when you will get older. Yes. Yeah. Well, so we do talk a lot about that and also don't be alone and you right, don't want to grow old right. and not have children and not be married. And Yes. So it's the stories that are put on you and that build the invisible walls. But to make the whole story short, I moved, I, I got a great offer, a job offer and career. And I was still focused on making career at that time. And I was close to my 30s already. But I said, okay, it's my great opportunity to go. It, I got an offer from a, in a capital city, Warsaw, from a small mm-hmm. village. Oh my gosh, I have to take it no matter what. I'm just going to go and try for a short time. And then I will bring this career back maybe. But so all these stories. So I moved to this uh, capital city and I'm waiting for my fiance to join me. He's supposed to, you know, close his stuff there and join me. Uh, so I'm so excited living this big dream kind of at that time. And it's, 
our eleven anniversary coming, and uh, I'm supposed to go for that weekend back home, and we're supposed to celebrate. So I'm trying to get in touch. It was like Wednesday, and I'm supposed to go back on Friday, and I cannot reach him. And I'm calling and texting and nothing. And Thursday is already Thursday, and like, oh my gosh, maybe something happened. But somehow no one knows where he is. No one can like oh, wow. something. So this is a big red flag. And I could feel it that something is not right. So finally, I left a voicemail like, what is going on? I'm coming back home tomorrow. Let's talk. I know that something is wrong. And I didn't hear, didn't hear. And late in the evening, I hear, uh, I got a text message, which is silly, but yeah, text message. You don't have to come back ever. I'm with someone else already. We are done. So, wow, via text. Yes. So he knocked down the relationship wall. You didn't have to do that work. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) I I mean, he he actually did a favor to me. But at that time, when you are in the messy situation and you feel like you were hurt, you know, your victim mentality kicks in. And mm-hmm. I got so, so hurted and the pain was so big that it took me into depression for a couple of years. All the fears from my childhood and all, you know, the young adulthood were, were there. You are not enough. They were right. You cannot have normal life. You'll be lonely till you die or maybe you should die now. All these fears were oh, so wow. strong. So when you're scared, you even when you're outside and you got scared, you run back into your house because it's your safe place. So I got so close on the inside and I built this thick, thick wall, protection, invisible protection wall, and no one could get there. I felt lonely because when you are, you know, locked behind the walls, you feel lonely. It's painful. You feel not understood, but also no one can go through. So I was in this big city. I had this opportunity, I could meet new people, but it didn't happen. I just was going to work, coming back home, crying till I fall asleep, uh, putting the, you know, uh, happy mask in the morning because you go back to work and you serve people. You are, I was in a, a hospitality business. So you have to make them happy do not pay that you cannot bring attention to you I, I was so good with that that everyone else who was living in my small town like, oh my gosh you are doing pretty well I'm sorry for what happened but I see that you are crushing it and I was like yes yes you know how many times do you pretend that you are okay but inside you are dead you are there is no feelings you are empty and you know, no one can even say because you got so good in pretending. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you brought up some great points because one one point you brought up already in your story is that even if you knock down or take apart a wall, parts those bricks can yeah. come together to create a new wall. And uh, multiple walls, bricks from multiple walls can combine forces in certain points of our lives and create an even thicker, stronger wall that's harder for us to get through. But you also made another great point that we can't get through, right? So that's our invisible wall that's holding us back. But then we get very lonely because no one one can get through to us either. Right, 
And that's another situation that we face when we build these invisible walls, don't acknowledge them and don't knock them down. And then the last point you were making now in this part of the story is the fact that we have invisible walls, but we get very good at wearing these masks that make us look like we are okay. There are no invisible walls. And it makes it hard then for us to find the strength and get help to know that we're alone. And help to knock down that wall, take it apart, brick, brick, or knock it down with a big hammer all at once. <laughs> yes, I, I just want to add that uh, t- because this story is so long, I'm gonna take you further. So I'm not happy there, and it, I'm in this depression, dark place. And one day, I, you know, there is always a day for everyone. Enough is enough. Yes. So I, like, I can't stand you. I'm looking at the mirror. It's like, I can't stand you. I, I would not like to be around you anymore. And you are around you 24 seven. If you don't like yourself, who else is going to like you? If you don't like to be in your presence, who else? would like to be in your presence. It's We are energy. We, we spread this energy around. And if it's so much of unhappiness, don't expect that nice people gonna stick around. Anyway, so I, I made a decision that I'm not happy there and I'm gonna go back and heal for a year to United States. It was 2011, uh, 10. I decided in 2010, started making steps towards that big, uh, move and in 2011 I landed in United States Colorado Springs where I used to be happy and I I say I highlighted it I used to be happy so, quotes. <laughs> right because you know how many times we we lost a job we maybe loved one or like I my relationship ended and maybe marriage ended for you or friendship whatever and you think that if you could go back to the same place, you would be happy because it was your happy place back in time. So I'm here, I'm with one suitcase starting my new life for one year and have great job and friends that I used to be friends with. And, you know, everything just is sounds like not right again. It's not right. And I don't like my job and I don't even like to be here. And then I discover and build the new world. Oh, it must be my accent. People probably they don't like me because of my accent. So I started putting this beliefs that Okay, I will just stick with those who already knows me because they are they are used to my accent. So I don't have to, you know, pretend or, you know, what. I just felt that I don't belong. I don't belong and I, again, don't deserve. And how is it possible? I came here to across the ocean to heal and all these fears, doubts and the limits that I had back at home are with me because wherever you go there you are if you don't take care of your fears about your doubts about your beliefs and stories that you created through all these years they're gonna follow you you have to face them otherwise the other way they, they're always gonna be here, there for you yeah you make an excellent point because sometimes people think i'll quit my job and i'll be happy I'll leave that person and I'll be happy. I'll move to this state or this country and I'll be happier. And we don't realize that the wall comes with us. (laughs) Absolutely. And we have to take care of something bigger. It's not just make that change. We got to knock down that wall. 
Absolutely. And there is this, uh, I think maybe you hear that when, I don't know, I, when I will do this, I will be happy. When I move there, I, so this mm -hmm. is this when, when, if, trap. And it's not about that. It's again, what you just said, this walls. You have to, and how to break these walls down, yes? Like, or how to make them maybe thinner at the beginning. You have to start with thin. And it would happen to me. I was so unhappy in this new place with, oh my gosh, so many opportunities, United States, how many people dreams to just visit. And I was leaving here and not enjoying what the life was presenting, like right up here, up, it was just under my nose, yes? And I did not see it. So I decided, and I hope if you are in that dark place when you feel lonely and isolated, that sometimes, Seeing from the inside is not enough. The, you know, naming the labels that you have inside you is not enough. You have to have someone outside of the wall who will tell you or help you, give you a hand and name what is keeping you behind that wall. So please find a mentor, coach, a counselor, whoever you need, or friend, that real friend, real friend, because friends that are just telling you what you want to hear to make you feel better, you know, I would question that friendship. Friends are, to me, are real. They're going to tell you. Beata, it's what I see is happening. Do you want to hear it? Because if I don't, I won't accept it anyway. But at that time, i feeling so down, moving, yeah, even living in this country, took me on new path took me, I, I hired a coach and I, it was my decision that now or never, I was already 30 years old, already according to my, <laughs> yeah, my mom. And uh, <laughs> I didn't like who I became, who I was at the moment. And I knew that I'm not enough for, I, I don't have enough power to help myself. I need someone else. And this coach, and I went through couple. It's you know, it's not just that you're gonna find someone. Sometimes it takes couple people till you match. And that that lady, oh my gosh, she introduced me to journaling. So we were journaling online, and she very quickly was able to get into my thinking patterns and the stories that I told myself or I I adapted them from others from the doctors from family friends culture and usually at the end still it's your story that you created so she showed me this is your thinking it's how you operate do you see what is your language like the not the language that i use polish or english the language inside of you this little beata how nasty you talk to yourself sometimes and whoever is listening right now Listen, sometimes pause for a second when, especially when you are upset or feeling sorry for yourself. What, what do you tell yourself? Are, are the words uplifting? I don't believe so because when you are not happy with yourself, you don't, we don't usually go to, you know, to your mind and heart and say, oh, you are wonderful. I, I'm proud of you. No, we are so hard on ourselves. Like you are stupid. You don't deserve. They were right. The, the life is over for you. so it. How hard we are for ourselves. 
And I had to start there. I had to start inside. In and for me, is the mindset is the key. I had to go and see what is going on in my mind and why I adopted this this not uplifting stories. And then what can I do about that? So first, what you have to do to knock down the invisible walls, which is all in your head, is to gain clarity. Gain clarity where am I? How did I get here? What create, what stories create, because the stories that you were told and you, you carry create your reality. So what the circumstances that I don't like at the moment, where they come from? What did I do up till now? So there's a lot of questions that you have to respond to. And then, you know, I call it confidence, but it's not about, you know, being tough and like coming here and talking to you because it's confident as well. But for me, the confidence that I had to build was stretching, you know, and expanding my comfort zone. Yes, my English was a problem for me, not for other people. So what can I do about that? I had to go again inside my head and see why do I created this this story and then what I found out and it's what happened with my clients you know because when I was going through that coaching process it was also when I decided that I want to help other people knock down these freaking walls that we built for years and sometimes we die with them it is the worst we die with these walls because we didn't see them because you can't see from the inside of the box Mm-hmm. And so I said, first, clarity in knocking down the wall. Second, expand, mm-hmm. expand your uh, comfort zone, your limits. It's all in your head. I don't know. You want a new job? Don't quit right away what you have because it's still uh, safe to have it and build from there. First, decide what kind of job would bring me excitement and happiness and you would open when you open your eyes in the morning it's like oh my gosh I'm so excited for today what is it so and and search do the search do the job like where what industry it would give give it to me so it, it all depends what you want but stretch it stretch it don't jump of, out of the plane right, right away because for some people it's scary and the third one it takes courage to break down anything. And how about these thick walls that you build it for 30, 40, 50 years? Who knows how long? It takes courage. So the third one is step is take, you know, have courage and take this step, action steps because without an action, nothing is going to move forward. You can get clear on what you want. You can expand your comfort zone and maybe get new skills, new knowledge. Uh, Maybe you will even travel. I mean, now you can't travel, but if you want, you can make a plans and even Mm -hmm. buy a ticket. But if you don't take the step, if you don't move your butt out of the couch, if I can (laughs) say that, nothing is going to happen. There is, if there is, no action there is no movement and I think the action is not always the the hardest because usually there is the gap between 
what we know and what we want. And we even think that we are taking action steps. But, you know, when you are, when you are not believing in what, in what your dream is, you're going to sabotage yourself. Mm -hmm. So get crystal clear and make a plan. What is this one thing that I want the most in the world? If it's love, become that person. I don't know if you hear that saying. I don't know who said it, but they said, man, if, if you want be loved or if you want to be rich if you want to be wealthy or whatever who you want or whatever you want in your life you have to become that person to attract that so the, this becoming actually is not that physically you do it but it's your mindset it's the story that you are telling yourself about your life and you and what is possible for you and if I can just add one more thing you know we all are growing up around, you know, expectations and people that know better what is good for you. My encouragement to you is don't believe people with small imagination, with, with you know, without this belief what is possible for them to tell you what is possible for you because they might be wrong. And what then? You know, people always gonna tell you what is possible for you from their own experiences. And if they never got to the dream that you have in your mind, in your heart, they will never tell you that it's possible. So I think it's going back to the, what I said at the beginning. Other people's opinions are none of, of your business. Go be you and go do you. <laughs> I like that. That's a good quote. That's a good quote. <laughs> And, and you laid out some great, simple steps. I mean, the, the work is difficult, but the steps are pretty clear to help us in knocking down our invisible walls. And the first step was uh, just to summarize, knowing your story, figuring out how you got here, how that wall was built. And then step two is to stretch and expand your comfort zone. Once you understand your wall, stretch and expand your comfort zone. Don't leap off, uh, you know, off the plane. Right, right. Dive, but especially skydiving without a parachute, but definitely stretch it, expand it based on what you're comfortable doing little by little. Step three, then you need to have courage and actually take action steps towards what you want. And all of this works as you do it because you're also creating a new story for yourself. You're, 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 you're understanding yourself better. You're, if you want to be loved, you're going to become love you're going to love others if you, you have to yourself love yourself first yes and love it yourself first with you mm -hmm. yeah. and um and then and then as you keep moving forward just be careful believe in yourself don't believe in what others believe about you or others opinions don't matter to you right focus on what you believe on yourself believe in yourself and make sure that you don't let other people build additional or new invisible walls or rebuild old ones for you because that Absolutely. can happen if i can just add here and i think it's what i'm thankful for to this my little seven-year-old girl in me which is always in me uh, she was really really brave and tough i i see right now she, i feel like when i go back to her she's saying go and 
find out for yourself or go and try for yourself first before you take on other people's opinions, what is true for you. So go and try for yourself. You know, if it doesn't work, you just learn that it didn't work. So it's time to take different steps, different approach, because I think that the other crazy thing in our lives is taking the same steps doing the same stuff over and over and over and expecting different results. So, and I was living that life sometimes for a while, hoping for finding this beautiful new, you know, love of my life, but I, I would not leave a house. I was crying in bed. So how, how you would find me? Not in your bed crying. <laughs> no, and for sure when he would see it, he was like, okay, girl, put, Put yourself together. See you later. <laughs> oh my God! No, but this is this has been an incredible conversation. I know it's it's hard to share your story, but you've embraced your story because it's your way of showing that invisible walls can be knocked down. Sometimes brick by brick. Sometimes with a sledgehammer. Sometimes both. <laughs> Absolutely, and. Do not ever feel ashamed of your walls. They were there to teach you something, to make you better. And just be aware that they are there or maybe where and take care of it. Walls are not there to stop you. Walls were there to teach you something. You know, you, I'm, I'm, I believe in you. I hope you, you believe in you too. So you can do it. Thank you. Very encouraging. Uh, so you have me ready to tackle my <laughs> invisible walls. I have to recognize them first, but you definitely gave me some tools to look at what some of my current invisible walls are and to keep working on dismantling them, breaking them down brick by brick. Um, I don't know if I can do sledgehammer breakdowns, but definitely brick <laughs> by brick. <laughs> and, um, and I didn't say this before, but another bit of advice that you did share is that sometimes you can take down the wall by yourself, brick by brick yeah. or with a sledgehammer. In your case, you did reach out to some coaches and found one that really helped you break down some of these walls. And for our listeners, I want to encourage them that if you recognize an invisible wall or two or three and are struggling with taking it down, knocking it down, that it's okay to look out for friends, family members, or maybe you really can um find those who will help you take down that wall and you might want to turn to a coach or someone else but my point is just know that you don't have to take down the wall alone and most of us don't take down all of our invisible walls alone we seek out help in some way so it's okay to do that just make sure you trust whoever's helping you take down that invisible wall and that that person doesn't uh, hold up the wall by mistake instead of helping you take it down or doesn't create a new wall. So Absolutely. you want to definitely make sure that um, that you know that you're not alone and you don't have to do it alone. But sometimes because like we said, invisible walls, so you might not see them. Mm -hmm. you, you probably don't see them, but you know how to recognize. You feel it. You feel that something is not right in you. Your body is telling you, you are not happy with where you are. You are, you are, having this hunger for there is something else why i don't have it you you think because you see other people they are real happy or maybe they are wearing masks we don't know and do you think that they have 
that something that you don't at the moment. So this is the sign that there is probably some invisible wall in you that you need to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's a good point too. How do you recognize that invisible wall? And sometimes it's not as easy as we think. So this has been extremely informative and extremely helpful um, for, for me, but for anyone at any age or any stage of life. And I want to take a moment to see if you had any final words or thoughts, or if there's something you want to share that I didn't get a chance to ask you during this interview. Um. I think the final thought for you is, you know, I, I love journaling, I mentioned briefly. So I, I would really suggest you to find five minutes, not, not even maybe three minutes, whenever. Lock yourself in the closet if there is too many people in the house. You need this, you know, couple minutes for yourself when you can focus and ask yourself, what do I really, really want? Why two reallys? Because first is for everyone else around you, the expectations and assumptions. And the second, you, you, you what Jacqueline wants, what Beata wants. And, you know, feel it, feel it. You, you can feel it in your body. It's start just writing. It's, you know, just write it down, whatever comes to your mind. And second, ask yourself, why don't I have it by now? Mm. And the right, right again, right, whatever comes. And the third question is, if I never have it in my life, am I okay with it? Because, you know, when you write this stuff, and really, don't overthink, just write. Just like you would be writing with your closed eyes. It's just for you. No one is going to see it. You're going to find this, the limiting stories. You're going to find stories that don't serve you anymore, the beliefs, the thinking patterns. And it's all what keeps you away, the walls that keeps you away from the life that you truly want. Uh, truly want. And the third question, can I live without? Is it okay if I never have it? Is for you, because sometimes we have these dreams that we think, or they were put on us from very early age that maybe someone told you that oh you need to become a doctor and you just don't feel it and you are still maybe studying it or there is something that is not matching your current you so why why even bother about achieving something that you are not passionate about and I think so often we are focused on projects that are not really important for us anymore and we just waste our time mm-hmm that's so very... I just want, want to leave you with these three questions. And if you are brave, you want to send me your response, I would be so happy to give you feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and thank you for that last point about journaling and, and addressing these three questions. Um, for all our listeners, on the description of the episode, we do have a list of resources and links, including Beata's information so that you can uh, learn more about the work she does with knocking down invisible walls, as well as some other resources to help you on your own journey of, of recognizing and knocking down your invisible walls, including some journals and things of that sort that you could use for this process. Yes, and on my website, if I can say on my website, I do have free PDF. Uh, 10 steps for better journaling when I guide you through my own story, how I was putting down these walls through journaling. 
Oh, excellent. Thank you so much for making that resource free for us because that's a great first step to really understand the process and to be able to jump in. (laughs) So, um, So again, resources are listed in the episode description. I hope all of you find this information useful. Beata, thank you for sharing your story because I know it's not easy. It's been a complicated uh, story slash life full of invisible walls that you were able to knock down with sledgehammers sometimes and other times brick by brick and sometimes with help of others. But you teach us through your process how to do the same in our lives. So thank you for being here for Coffee and an Interview and sharing these lessons with all of us. Thank you, Jacqueline, for having me here and bringing this important subject, you know, to people's lives because it's important, really important. Thank you for what you're doing.